It may have been the ugliest win in Islanders history. They didn't deserve it, but boy, did they need it. A 5-4 overtime win over the Carolina Hurricanes. We have our key takeaways. Plus, we'll preview Saturday's game in Florida. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's edit, uh, episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks. if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Lots to get to today, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Isles hockey with you, game time or any time. Wow. Uh, The New York Islanders win what may very well be the ugliest victory in the history of this franchise, dating all the way back to 1972. Islanders win it 5-4 to four in overtime in a game they had absolutely no business winning. Uh, you, you just listen to the numbers, and I think it'll tell you everything you need to know. Shots on goal. Carolina, 43. The Islanders, 16. Uh, that... Stat alone tells you how ugly this win was. The Islanders entered the third period with a one-goal lead, took less than a minute to lose it, got it back, and then gave up the tying goal with officially, what, 2.5 seconds left? And that was only after they looked at the clock after the puck went in. Initially, it said 0.7 seconds left, but 
Either way, uh, you give up a goal to tie it in the closing seconds, and then in overtime, Matthew Barzal comes through with the game winner. But, oh boy, oh boy, was this just a sloppy, bad game. Again, we saw this team do... You see, here, here's the problem, okay? Here, here's the problem. They won this game, but it didn't show that this team had improved in any of the areas they needed to fix. They are still unable to hold a lead. They are still getting out-hustled, out-shot, out-chanced. They gave up 40 or more shots again in this game. They took penalties again when they were on the power play. Uh, again, had long periods of time when they had trouble clearing the puck out of their own zone. And look, there are not too many NHL goalies who are going to have a save percentage of 688 and play the entire game but that's what happened with Peter Kochekov of Carolina, who was absolutely dreadful in this game. Did the Islanders deserve to win this hockey game? Absolutely not. They didn't even deserve to get a loser point the way they played. But here's the thing. You get the bounces. You take advantage of the bounces. And you end up with the victory, and that's really what mattered most. And, you know, if we cut to the chase here, hero of the game, I, 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 I got to go. Boy, I, I, I'm going to give co-heroes of the game to Matthew Barzal, who had a goal and three assists, and, of course, had the game-winning goal. So I give that to Barzi and then to Semyon Varlamov, who had 39 saves facing 43 shots, uh, many of them really quality chances, uh, but keeping this team in the game through thick and thin, so credit where credit is due. Go to the game, boy, uh, there are... A lot of candidates. I am giving the go to the game in this case to the fact that this team just didn't hustle. And when you don't hustle and you don't play smart fundamental hockey, you're not gonna you're not getting anywhere. I mean, there were some highlights here. There really were. The game winner was a highlight. Certainly the shorthanded goal by Simon Holmstrom, was beautiful. And Holmstrom really is becoming a weapon uh, as a shorthanded uh, goal scorer. I mean, he really, seriously, is getting that job done. But, man, oh, man, the, the, the penalties, the mistakes, the failure to hold the lead... It was, as Yogi Berra would say, deja vu all over again. And I guess the thing is this. Yeah, they won. You take it. You try to build on it. But 
it's not sustainable. You are not getting very many games where opposing goalies are going to let you score five goals in 16 shots. That happens once every two or three years to a team in the NHL. It happened last night. The Islanders took advantage, but now you have to build on it. But the, the, the upsetting thing is that the fundamental issues that this team has been facing have not gone away. I mean, again, Ryan Pollock, five block shots. Got to give him credit for that. Three assists for Noah Dobson. Bo Horvat getting a goal. Kyle Palmieri, even Pierre Engvall. All of those things were really, really solid. But at the end of the day, uh, just too many problems to think about. Winning 50-50 puck battles, skating the puck out of your zone, just... You know, this is a veteran team. You, you blow two third-period leads, one in the first minute, one in the last minute. I mean, again, you pulled one out, and you, 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 you thank your lucky stars for that. But, I mean, here, here's the other statistic that makes you uh, kind of blow your mind. The Islanders gave up 43 shots on goal in this game. Okay, they also blocked a lot of shots in this game. The only players on the Islanders roster who did not block shots, Kyle Palmieri, Pierre Engvall, and Mike Riley. Every other Islanders player had at least one block shot. Anders Lee, a forward, blocked four. Scott Mayfield, Noah Dobson, three each. That's sort of the good thing, but when you add up the total shots, attempts, I mean, I think in the second period, the Islanders went 10 or more minutes without even a shot at net, let alone on net. It, it, it just isn't sustainable. I'm happy to take the two points. I am pleased with it. You needed it, but boy, oh boy, this team just isn't good enough to win consistently, and we need to see a lot more from this team because if nothing changes, you're not going to get this lucky very often. All right, we have got a lot more to get to. We're going to take a look at the home, uh, the, the Bo Horvat trade. It's been, you know, uh, about what now? Ten and a half months, but since the Vancouver Canucks dealt Anthony Bevilier earlier this week. I wanted to revisit the trade and see how it came out. For our Islanders birthday of the day, uh, one of the many, uh, one of the brothers who, uh, I believe six of them, played in the NHL. This one was only an Islander briefly. Let's see if you can guess who that is. He played with the Islanders for the 1994-95 season. We've got that. We'll preview Saturday's game in Florida, all that and more, still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets cool, colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 
if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is just so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You got to check this out. And look, you can bet on the NFL, college football bowl season coming up. You've got the NBA, college basketball, and of course the NHL. You could use your knowledge of the New York Islanders. Check out the odds and prop bets for Saturday's game against the Panthers. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, including the NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the Bo Horvat trade. I, I think it's, you know, when Anthony Bevilier was traded from Vancouver to Chicago, that made me sort of take a step back. And I wanted to touch on it yesterday, but uh, we had so many emails from angry fans after that terrible Tuesday night game that I wanted to get to that first. But here, here, here it is, a year later, and... You know, we know what Bo Horvat is doing for the Islanders. And he wasn't as productive as we wanted him to be last season, uh, although he did a lot of other things well. And, you know, this season, Horvat, right now, uh, entering last night's game, 15 points in 20 games, six goals, nine assists. Uh, so that's, you know, again, that's sort of about what a. 60-point pace, not outstanding, not what you were hoping for. But, you know, he added that seventh goal tonight, so that helps a little bit. But, again, Bo Horvat has been pretty good, but not outstanding. Let's put it that way. Uh, and the Islanders did re-sign him to, well, a very big contract. So, there was that. And, you know, what did they give up? A first-round pick, Anthony Bevilier, and Atu Ratu, who was the top-rated prospect in their system. Well, what happened with Anthony Bevilier? Last year, he scored 9 goals, 20 points in 33 games with Vancouver. And then this year, a much slower start. Two goals, eight points in 22 games. And then they trade him to the Chicago Blackhawks. Bo really wasn't the focal point of this deal. Because, you know, Bo was the guy you throw in so you have another forward on your lineup uh, in, in order to fill that spot. So they trade Bo Horvat. Uh, 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 I'm you know, for Anthony Bevilier and Atu Ratu. Ratu played three games with Vancouver last year, had one assist, was a minus one. This year, he is with the Abbotsford Canucks, which is where he spent most of last year. 
And he's not doing badly. Five goals, 13 points in 17 games for Abbotsford. Uh, still, you know, not an elite AHL player, but you got to remember, Atu Ratu only 21 years old, just turned 21 earlier this month or earlier last month uh, in November. And, you know, he still could develop into a pretty good NHL player. But as of right now, you know, he's still still in the minors and we're still waiting to see what he does. Now, that first round pick, Vancouver did not hold on to it. No, they traded it to the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for defenseman Philip Roenick. And Roenick right now has been the most valuable part of this deal. Ronick in 23 games this year uh, with the Canucks, has 23 points, 2 goals, 21 assists, 6 of those assists, uh, and both goals have come on the power play. So Ronick has sort of been the best part of the deal, at least short term, for Vancouver, and they ended up trading Bo Horvat, their most uh, dynamic offensive player before the deal, or at least their most consistently productive offensive player before the deal. A guy who was having a career season, they traded him for a serviceable bottom six forward, who they then traded again. Uh, A minor league prospect who still has some potential and is still only 21, and a first-round pick that they turned into a top-pair defenseman who was quarterbacking their power play. I would say at this point that the Canucks are pretty happy with the way this deal went. The Islanders, I think, are not unhappy with it, but not as happy with it. Why? Well, I will quote Lou Lamorello about this. And the bottom line with Lou Lamorello is, yeah, they re-signed Bo Horvat, and that was good, but too long a contract, too much money. Uh, you know, the usual complaining that Lou does about these deals. And look, y- you look at the cap situation, you look at the production, and you ask, is Bo Horvat producing at a rate of eight and a half million dollars a year. And I would say, no, he's not. And that is a problem. Is he, you know, producing at a six, maybe six and a half, maybe seven million dollar a year rate? Okay, I could buy the six for sure, the seven, probably the seven and a half, maybe. But eight and a half? No, he he's not producing, you know, the eight and a half or nine million dollar contract that should be for, you know, your McDavid's and and your Dreisaitl's and, you know, for star players who are among the most productive players on your team and in the league. Bo Horvat, good, but not elite, and he's being paid like an elite player. I like what he does. I like the other things he brings to the team besides just scoring goals, but... Uh, you know, he has to, uh, to live up to the contract, he's going to have to score a lot more. 
All right, uh, we have got more to get to on today's show. We are going to preview Saturday's game against the Florida Panthers. Now, remember, that's a 6 o'clock Eastern time start. So, weird starting time. And don't forget, you can catch every minute of the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Islanders so you can check that out. Anyway, we have got a preview of that game, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Bo Horvat could score 50 goals. The Islanders could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Sorokin, Ovechkin, McKinnon, or McDavid will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, or more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. So the Islanders will take on the Florida Panthers. 6 o'clock on Saturday. That's the next game. Got to win that one. Going to need the two points for sure. And, uh, you know, the Islanders going to face a Florida Panthers team that is coming off a 5-1 to one win over the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday. They'll have Friday off, just like the Islanders. Uh, they are traveling from Montreal, so both teams heading back to South Florida, and they just finished a 2-1 and one Canadian road trip, shutting out Ottawa, losing to Toronto by a 2-1 to one margin, and then beating Montreal 5-1. Uh, right now, Florida kind of struggling a little bit in some departments. They're 19th in goals scored but sixth in goals against, so they're getting some solid goaltending and team defense uh, right now from Sergei Bobrovsky and Anthony Stolarz. The power play, struggling. They're 23rd in the league, 17.6% success rate. The penalty kill, 14th, right in the middle, 81.1% success rate. As far as goaltending goes, Bobrovsky played Thursday night against Montreal, he has started 17 out of, uh, rather 18 now out of 22 games, uh, or out of 23 games, pardon me. So we'll see whether or not Bobrovsky gets the call or they go with Stolar. Stolar's red hot, a 199 goals against average, a 929 save percentage. Bobrovsky, a 249 goals against average, a 910 save percentage. Their hottest offensive player, Sam Reinhart. 15 goals in 22 games, 27 points in 22 games. 
You got Alexander Barkov next with 20 points. And how about uh, Carter Verhage, nine goals in 22 games. That was heading into the Thursday night win against the Canadiens. The line combinations in this one, the top line, Alexander Barkov, Evan Rodriguez, and Sam Reinhart. Sam Bennett is the second-line center. Carter Verhage and Matthew Kachuk, always a, a pain to play against. He's on the right wing. Third line is Anton Lundell centering E2, uh, Luos Duranen, and Nick Cousins. Kevin Stenland is the fourth-line center with Yona Gajovic and Ryan Lomberg flanking him. On defense, Gustav Forsling and Aaron Ekblad are the top pair. Nico Mikola and Brandon Montour, the second pair. And then Oliver ekman Larson and Dmitry Kulikov, a very familiar third pairing. Bobrovsky and Stolarz are the goalies. Josh Mahara is on IR, not expected back in time for this game. Look, there's a lot of firepower on this team. To win this game, don't give these guys 40-plus shots. You're not going to win. And also, do not take the bait when Matthew Kachuk gets physical and starts to stir things up. But don't take the bait. But at the same time, defend yourself and stick up for your teammates. Uh, Matt Martin sitting out again on Thursday. I wonder if we'll see him uh, in this game against Florida just because of Matthew Kachuk, or do you stick with the speed of Julian Gauthier, who was kind of invisible for most of this game, but then again, a lot of the Islanders were, so we'll see about that. But overall, that, and you've got to get more than 16 shots because whether it's Bobrovsky or Stolarz, neither of these goalies are likely to give up five goals in, uh, in 16 shots. They have got to get more offense than what they've gotten, and they've got to play 60 minutes because, again, third periods. You know, at least they bounced back in this game, but you're not getting the job done. You're not doing what you're supposed to do with this team, and and, and I really want to see them do better. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Saturday is going to be the 60th birthday of former Islanders center Ron Sutter, one of the famous Sutter brothers of Viking Alberta. First round pick, fourth overall in 1982 by the Flyers, played for the Flyers, Blues, Quebec Nordique, and then the Islanders before finishing out his career with the Bruins, Sharks, and Flames. 1,093 games in the NHL uh, for Ron Sutter, but only... 27 of them were with the Islanders. <clears throat> he had a goal, 5 points, and 21 penalty minutes. First career, 205 goals, 533 points, and 1,352 penalty minutes. Add 104 playoff games, 8 goals, 40 points in those for Ron Sutter. And, you know, it, it, it's pretty easy to talk about his best game as an Islander. April 7th, 1995, at Madison Square Garden, Islanders, Rangers, Tommy Soderstrom in goal, Mike Richter in goal. That's the big matchup. This game is tied 3-3 early in the third period when Ron Sutter 
gets his only goal as an Islander, Marty McInnes with the assist, and the Islanders go on to win 4-3. So for Ron Sutter, the goal on, he had four shots on goal. He was a plus one, but yeah, it was the game winner. It was at the Garden, and it was over the Rangers. It doesn't get too much sweeter than that. Travis Green scoring twice in this game for the Islanders. Soderstrom made 31 saves, but for Ron Sutter, his best moment as an Islander, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day as he celebrates his 60th birthday. Pretty impressive. Uh, 60 years old. Wow. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, Monday on the show, we will be back with a uh, our key takeaways from the game against the Florida Panthers, and we'll see uh, what other Islanders news there is uh, to come. Sebastian Ajo eligible to return in time for next Tuesday's game against the Sharks. We'll see if we have an update as to whether he is back at practice. Have a great weekend, everybody. Keep the faith. I know it's a frustrating time right now for this team, but enjoy the weekend. Relax a little bit. And, of course, let's go Islanders.